to Chomping After Dark, your favorite Sword Chomp Patreon podcast. My name is Shay, and today we are going to discuss control. I am joined by three lovely gentlemen. That's right, three. First, we have the ever so lovely ah, ah, Joshua ah. Fowler. Hello. Hello, I'm here. I just got, you were doing the Dracula thing, weren't you, from Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> three. Uh, ah, ah, ah. Three. Three people. Um, we have Morgan Barnes. That's me, General Mountain Time. The loveliest. Happy to be here. Yes. Thank you for being here, Princess Momo. And we are joined by Sir Rich in his first ever Patreon show with us. Rich, Very thank you for joining us it, on Chomping After Dark. What an exciting moment. And it took everything in my power to remain silent until introduced. So to not correct you that the 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 his name is Count Von Count. Oh, that's true. You're right. What did I say? Dracula? Just yeah. Dracula. <laughs> he's he's I mean, a Dracula. Sorry, I should have said vampire. I... Put it. <laughs> Look, Rich is a stickler for the details. All right? Yeah, no. Yeah. No. He is. We, as we have learned on the Chompcast, he corrects people, and I like it, and I'm all for it. But anyways, let's get straight into it. Today, we're going to talk about Control, an awesome game that came out last year. And just be forewarned, we are doing spoilers. I'm going to announce it multiple times through this show. That way, you know. And I'm sure you guys know at this point that we do spoilers in this podcast, but I want to make it clear. So, we're going to talk about Control, a mind-spinning supernatural game that explores alternate dimensions, hostile forces, and telekinetic powers. You take control of Jessie, Faden, as she goes into the oldest house, the headquarters of the FBC, a fictitious agency charged with investigating paranormal phenomena. And she goes into the FBC to search for her missing brother, Dylan who was kidnapped when they were at a young age. Before I go any further, I'm going to say it one last time. There's going to be what? That's right, spoilers. Okay, let's go forth. So Control was created by Remedy Entertainment, who developed the first two Max Payne games, Alan Wake and Quantum Break, some of which were greatly praised while others, namely Quantum Break, was not as well received, unfortunately. A lot of their games seem to have a similar art direction, sort of, and they kind of have this way of telling a narrative. It's it's very it's very much their style, I think. So my first question to you guys today is did you guys see any similarities between control and any of the aforementioned games? Since this is Rich's first time doing one of these Patreon podcasts with us, I'm gonna throw it to you first, Rich. Uh, sure. Yeah, I I think uh initially and the of Remedies games, the one I have the strongest connection to would be Alan Wake. Um, I think uh you immediately immediately notice the detail of Remedy kind of wears its influence on its sleeve. Like Alan Wake very much felt like turning a Stephen King novel into uh, a video game, whereas I think uh the uh. The world of control definitely feels similar in that respect, but one of the things that drew me to it the most is, again, wearing its influences on its sleeve. It was like an X-Files game that I had been waiting my entire life for, uh, and yes. much in the same way of Alan Wake, you get so much more out of it by reading all these... There, there's so many things to read you're picking up as you move through the oldest house, and it's all riveting, which not a lot of games capture well. Like, but I was reading every piece of material I picked up, listening to every audio diary. There's just so much to dig into in this game. Absolutely, I th- I think yeah, yeah. that 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 is a, a slight, well, not a slight. It's a v- very big similarity between the other games. Josh, what were you going to say? I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I was you. just agreeing. The uh, yeah, yeah, the whole X Files as a game thing mm-hmm. is just spot on. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm there is a lot of similarities there because like with a lot of the X-Files stories, I feel like having watched those at a younger age, I feel like there is a certain level of 
you just you need to expect there is going to be some paranormal activity in there and there's a certain level of suspending your disbelief and there's also a certain level of it being deeply rooted in science and physics and all most well, physics is a part of science that was kind of silly and science in it's general a science you know so <laughs> it's a science yes morgan how, do you feel like it uh carries any resemblance to any of those other titles you know it's tricky i never played um quantum break but like i did play out and wake back in the day and i i don't know it's weird like i guess a little bit but the thing i didn't like about alan wake at the time even though i didn't hate it was that it just felt kind of sterile and generic and i, I grew up really loving stephen king books and i just feel like their take on it was very kind of soulless for me and like it just didn't connect with me at the time i was one of those crazy deadly premonition zealots um, so that probably explains a lot of that. Like that was the game at the time that I was just like, okay, this is weird and unique and brave and stuff. But with control, I feel like they made a game that was, you know, very, uh, unique and interesting. And the art direction is striking. And basically they fixed a lot of the things I did not like about Alan Wake and still in a, fu- in a funny way connected. Well, I don't know if they're technically connected, but they mentioned Alan Wake, you know, in the, uh, lore of control. Which there are, is- um, there are confirmed com uh like story beats that connect uh all of Remedy's games, actually, interestingly enough. Like uh I don't know if you guys are aware of this one. I think it's one of the most interesting ones to me. Alan Wake, who is an author in the world of Remedy's universe, the books he wrote are the Max Payne games. Oh like he's the author whoa. of Max Payne. Whoa, mm-hmm. so it goes that deep? Are you kidding yeah. me? Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. I love when game developers do that. They connect their games i i like that very much yeah it's fun it's kind of fun yeah it is it's a lot of fun and i will say that as far as control is concerned i think remedy has kind of been building up to this game because especially like i i think a lot of people felt like you did morgan but i also think a lot of people really enjoyed alan wake and they enjoyed that supernatural paranormal kind of kind of horror vibe that alan wake had Mm -hmm. and i think quantum break i didn't get too much into the game i read a lot about it because i was super interested in the way it was trying to do video gaming differently and it had um some of the actors that were cast into that game made me really want to play and like that game and i think it just it had that weird tv show element yes exactly and i thought that was gonna be like I, I swore up and down when I was reading articles. I was like, "This is going to be the future of gaming. This is this is where game layers going to be a whole subgenre of this." And it just didn't take off, unfortunately, quite the way I think they envisioned it. I still think like episodic, yeah. like like in video games, I still think that was something that was big for a while, like with Telltale and um, how Life is Strange was doing was and is doing it as well. But to combine the two, I think that it was very ambitious and they just didn't quite land the mark. But I feel like with those games, they've been building up to what control is because control, I think I feel like it has a lot of elements from those two games and they finally figured out how to blend them together to make a much more cohesive, interesting product at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. Well, I was thinking a lot about this and I think part of it might be, because not only because Remedy's maturing as a developer, but they took their hits, you know, with games like Quantum Break as far as the reception, and I'm assuming the sales as well were a little bit disappointing. And But I've been thinking a lot about it, and I think that the concept of this game uh, freed them to be more interesting with what they were doing. Like, just the concept alone of having this weird house, this oldest house alone, allowed them to really flex their creative muscles with what they could do with the art direction. Because really, once you start to get the idea for the art direction, you can just filled everything off that like what if she walks into a room and it just like unfolds like a puzzle before her and then you can just start playing with those ideas right and i feel like the other games are sort of held back maybe a little bit by his circumstances maybe if remedy were to make alan wake today they'd make it a lot more interesting um because they'd be more confident now but i feel like maybe not maybe that was just the way it was but i just feel like the setting of the oldest house allowed them to just really flex their creative muscles um that i didn't think they had so yeah I think it's really cool. I think that's a really good point is that something we kind of danced around, but never really directly discussed. I don't feel is that 
the oldest house, like in theory, it's one building. So in theory, it shouldn't feel that big. Like when you think about one building in a lot of video games, that's nothing. Like you think about something we were talking about, uh, Witcher three on the chomp cast, you go in one building, there's not much to do in one building in, in a game like Witcher, like in an open world game. But in this game control, the, the oldest house feels so expansive and it feels like this one, in this one building, there is an entire world and there's so much to explore in there. And I think they did a really good job that by like in a, in a weird way, by confining themselves to one area, they were able to make each and every part flourish and thrive in each room in that game. And they somehow, I, I feel like, and this is a weird like line to trounce. They somehow made it feel weirdly natural to introduce the idea of, hey, this place is basically uh, like some kind of weird portal to the supernatural in our world, and we built an office building here, and yeah, it, it right, feels yeah. so right, weirdly exactly. well connected. Yeah, no, it. Um, I mentioned this when we were first talking about it, but kind of didn't get into it too much because I didn't want to, you know, spoil too much during the like initial show. But um, I, I do think they've got a much better setting here this time with uh kind of finally being out in the shell universe like this is the the universe all their their other games are in sort of a a thing like this is this is the outside of it we can kind of we can start seeing how everything fits together we can start um we know the rules now yeah exactly we uh in between that and then also like the the setting itself is is i, I mentioned this uh forever ago but um it's essentially the same premise as neverwhere um with the whole um you know london mm. through the cracks where it's like the same world like you you all should be able to see this but you you can't cuz nobody's paying attention um and there's this essentially infinite world occupying the same space as yeah the actual london right there is is what where the setting is in that book um and it's it's a similar sort of conceit in this one where this you know essentially infinite house is just the the proto house like this place has to exist for a house to be a thing mm -hmm. um and like but you know the, the idea of us kind of like digging into that and trying to make this like you said the office space we're just we're gonna burrow into it and make a place for us to kind of have a foothold to be able to understand everything else that uh this universe possibly could uh could teach us um is such a cool idea because that's something that um uh neil gaiman didn't really explore in the original because it was more about like a single person's you know falling through those cracks and kind of their their adventure whereas their this one is like in that, yeah. yeah this one's like no we as humanity have discovered this how are we going to it's only explore new to it? you yeah exactly yeah. um and that that whole idea and like even just seeing like you meet characters who are like uh <laughs> about to reach retirement and kind of interact with them and see their mm -hmm. take on these extraordinary things um and it's just, That's just their day to day. It is. Yeah, it is their day to day, and it's 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 a it, yeah. really cool way to get across the story they're telling you with just a lot of layers. Like, okay, this is weird. Is it weird to me? Is it weird to everyone? Is it? And and to kind of have that um, depth of of meaning to each different character is really cool. And to have that character who, like, Jesse as a character is almost somebody who feels validated by finding all this out of almost, like, the, like, I knew I wasn't crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, yeah, no, it all, it all plays off really well. Yep. Yeah. I I think what I'm learning already from this talk is I want to see David Duchovny and Jillian Anderson <laughs> yeah. just stream this game and react to it. <laughs> yeah, right? sure. I'd, I'd love that. <laughs> That's essentially what I want at this point. But, um... Yeah, those I think those are really good points and it's going to I think that that'll lead kind of into the we're going to we're going to use basically I'm going to describe the story and like I'll kind of go into some detail about it and I think that 
what I want to do essentially is use that as kind of like a jumping off point for other questions. We've kind of done that in the past, but we've more strictly addressed the story. But this time with this game, I want to try and use it to lead into other points. So I'm going to go ahead and start with just kind of the beginning and then it'll lead into each question as we go along. So Jesse arrives at the oldest house and she meets um, Ati, the Finnish janitor, who tells her to head up to the elevator to her, her interview, which was the weirdest opening to a game I think I've ever experienced. I don't know if you guys felt similarly, but I was just like, what the fuck is going on? You know? Strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very strange. She's guided by Polaris, a supernatural being that she communicates with in her head. She finds Zachariah Trench, the previous director of the FBC, who has killed himself. She takes his sidearm and is thrust into the astral plane, which is an alternate dimension where she completes an initiation to become the new director of the FBC. She goes back to the material plane and team, or sorry, excuse me, and learns shortly after of the hiss, which is this hostile force that has invaded the oldest house. She uses what's called an object of power to communicate with the residual presence of Trench, and he reveals that his former managers knew certain secrets of the Bureau. So let's stop there for a second, because that's a lot. That's a lot of information that's being thrust right away. For me, when I played through this first little bit that I just described, I was honestly thoroughly confused and disinterested in the story. I was like, this is too much. This is very convoluted. I don't understand what the hell is going on. And I almost quit playing the game from there. But I decided to stick with it. It seemed like such a massive jump to being thrust into this situation with like, with no prior knowledge of what was going on. So I had to really change my approach. And I played the game subsequently from there on out with that different approach, and which I obviously ended up very much loving the game. But when you guys first started playing the game, were you guys immediately hooked? Or were you like me that was kind of confused and disinterested and not fully aware of what the narrative was trying to do? And I'm going to throw that first to you, Morgan. How did you feel about the first beginning of the game? Yeah, no, I remember we talked about this before, but I was, yeah, I was kind of on the other end of the spectrum. Like, I was like really into it at first like i i just like questions like i don't i prefer to kind of not really know what's going on generally at first because it was laying the groundwork to where i knew that there was okay she seems comfortable being here this guy's acting really weird this house is pretty strange i'm reading all these interesting notes like i just i liked all that and then the setup where you get the gun um from the director so like i you know honestly i know some people share the way you feel about the game shay because i've talked to a lot of them but like it's weird like from the get go i was 100 percent on board like i was really really like my brain was engaged right from the beginning so um yeah i don't know why we just had very different responses to that i guess yeah i think i think for me just like going into that game i didn't really know what to expect and not having played enough of their previous games i didn't really have that ingrained in my mind that they have a like a long-standing way of telling a story that specific of a way into that they don't want you to understand right away uh richard josh did you either of you like where you like morgan where you're immediately invested into the story i would say i was right on the same page with him there yeah uh i think they do a good job of leading you breadcrumbs in the beginning like they start leaving those pages to read and that was more than enough for me to go okay we got a lot of questions and i'm getting the impression that i'm not going to be left hanging as long as i'm willing to look for the information yeah, yeah i was i was less interested in the notes and stuff at the beginning like the biggest thing for me and this is just more like a personal thing but like that intro being essentially the same two rooms repeated in a way that can't physically happen, I think got across an awful lot that I don't know if, um, I don't know if that translated to everybody, but you essentially kind of go in this big loop trying to track somebody down and wind up exactly where you started. Um, it like it essentially on top of, where you should have been to begin with, but like it, 
things have changed in very, very subtle ways um, mm-hmm. was just really fascinating to me at the beginning. Um, and it does, it, like, it, it does that throughout the game. Like, I don't know, I'm sure you noticed, there's basically no way not to notice it would be an issue in any other game, but it's kind of a conceit in this one. There's one bathroom in the game. One. Uh, you will find that bathroom all over the oldest house. There's only one bathroom? <laughs> one bathroom. Yeah. It, like, it, like, it's got the exact same layout. In terms of design. And, yeah, oh, like weird. you will find Sometimes you walk into it. No you matter. walk into it, and it's the same bathroom you've been in fifty other times. But it's the bathroom in the <laughs> oldest house, and there are just different uh, ways to get to it. Yeah, it's just different uh, different locations, but it's the same bathroom. Yeah, yeah, That's and funny. there's there's, there's stuff like that all that over the place. Like yeah, yeah, I missed probably. I don't say I missed it all, but like there was a lot going on, so I probably didn't absorb it as much. But it'd be a fun game to play again. Sen- sensory overload. So yeah, yeah, yeah you could be forgiven for like not that seeing all that. Like they're just they're, you can tell they're getting at something, and it doesn't really develop until way later on. Well, um, that was like when and Jesse... it doesn't smack you in the face with it either, which is what I appreciate. Like, yeah, and it's there's a subtlety yeah. to it all. Mm-hmm. A lot of it can yeah. be completely missed, like you said with the, the the notes. If you're not into picking those up and reading them, you can't get anything. Like, because it's not I, it's not going to yeah. just you know happen to you. Um, I I like the notes, but I didn't get as into them as some people did. But it wasn't because I didn't think they were well made. It was just like I was so into the game that like I didn't feel like stopping and reading. I know that sounds like such a lazy thing, but I was just like I just want to keep playing this and exploring and stuff. Like, and then I was like, I'll stop and read these later. I'll it stop and read these later. The, the lore is one of the it, most interesting. Bits it doesn't to sound me. lazy at all. But like, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I did yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. I, that's Sorry, how I play that. games. I don't usually <laughs> read the supplementary material. I know some people really get into that, and that's how they really get into the world. And I respect that. But for a lot of games, I've never really done that. So uh, I know this game, I feel like it's almost, it's not essential, but it's like very highly recommended. Yeah. And I actually ended up starting to do it in this game. And at times I really enjoyed it. And other times I was like, I don't really give a fuck about what they're talking about, but it's, I mean, it's also interesting in some regards too, but I feel like with this game to read that supplementary material or listen to the audio clips is, is borderline essential for you to get more out of the story. I think, yes, I think they do a good job of convincing you to do it on your own instead of like making you, um, because there's something are so- about it's real compelling. Well, not just that. Like it's got, it's got like three or four layers. Um, which I'm yes, I'm picking that metaphor because it, <laughs> I'm taking the piss out of Morgan. But also, it, it has it has audio logs you can find. You can find recordings that different groups have left. Like you know the different uh, recorders that soldiers were wearing while they were exploring, trying to you know map out new areas of the oldest house you'll find stuff like that which will just play while you keep you know exploring and and just playing the game um yeah you'll find like um videos like training videos and stuff playing in the background stuff that just happens while you're there um oh those are so good yeah they do they do a good job of giving you like a little taste of hey maybe if you read this you'd be interested in a little bit more of what's going on without just like withholding information from you unless you, you know, obviously they are withholding information, but they're not like forcing you to go in and read a bunch of stuff so you can figure out where to go. They just want to kind of like pique your curiosity. Yeah. It's like, Hey, I think you might be interested in this. It it might, you might find it intriguing and still give you a little stuff like that. Like the TV shows that are, that they, yeah. they've made for the oh, you know creepy for the oh, for the, the children oh, the of the different oh, work of the different workers oh. there. Um, yeah, it's Dr. Well, and like Doctor Darling is just oh, that's it's also yeah, good. It, yeah, it's all great. And and I think that's one of the things about the yeah. setting that's no, so interesting. No, actually, is that... like, oh good, go ahead. Sorry, I thought you were done talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, it's brief. I was just gonna say like the care like you could just see how fun it would be to make this game because once you have this idea that it's a place where people work, you're like oh. We gotta have you know videos on like you know new hire videos and this mm-hmm. and that and instructions and rules and like you can just play with all the fun ideas that we all deal with when we go to fucking work every day. But like make it creepy pasta, which is something that one of our listeners said that I hadn't. It sounds so obvious, but I hadn't associated the term creepy pasta with this game. Um, which obviously you guys know it's sort of like internet horror legends and stuff like that. And then as soon as I now I can't stop thinking of the term creepy pasta whenever I think about 
this game because it's sort of like elegant. There's uh, a whole subgenre of creepy pasta that is very much like what um control is, like descriptions of like the altered items or objects of power. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that kind of style of them being like classified government files. Yes, yes, exactly. Mm. So now that's mm. yeah. I just thought that was a good description. Anyways, that's it's all. it's interesting. There are probably some Easter eggs that we all missed that we could probably go back and catch. You know, like because I I certainly didn't collect everything in there, but I guarantee if I went back and we all then we investigated every inch of the place, we would find some cool things. But this. What you guys are talking about mm-hmm. kind of brings me to the next question that I'm going to get to here in a second. So let's jump into the next section. So after the intro portion, Jesse meets various people from the FBC. And she agrees to help them in order to get deeper into the headquarters, as well as glean more information on the whereabouts of her brother. After completing some missions for the various characters, one of them reveals to Jesse that Dylan who is also known as Prime Candidate 6, was up for the role of the director, but was quickly removed from consideration after his wild behavior and for murdering several FBC agents. That little nugget, I guess. (laughs) She eventually finds Dylan after he escapes and surrenders in a different location in the oldest house. He reveals that he has embraced the hiss, thinking it can rid him of the FBC. He also exposes that the slide projector that they found as children and activating it made it possible for the Hiss to invade their universe, the material plane. So he tells her not to trust Polaris. However, she decides to find and deactivate the slide projector. So one aspect of this game that I feel like that we didn't really directly touch enough upon is the general mood of the game. We've talked about it when we've summed up the game, when we talked about things we like, but we've never like directly discussed it together. Summing up the plot of the game like this doesn't truly convey the level of suspense and exploration that you feel throughout the game. You will be discovering completely new areas, but you walk around with a heavy amount of caution. New enemies are steadily introduced, which ramps up the difficulty level as you continue to build up Jesse's powers and learn more about the world. Uh, there are FMVs that are spliced into the gameplay to give more context, but they're also there to ramp up the suspense as well. The lack of a soundtrack in a lot of areas also puts the player on the edge of their seat. So how did you guys feel about the overall atmosphere of the game? And I'm going to go ahead and throw this one to you first, Josh. Um, I really liked it. I like that they kind of leave the whole, um, like, like we mentioned before, you kind of, you show up and are in charge by default because of these kind of vague rules that you didn't know about, um, that just kind of, you're a wizard, Harry. The same uh, rules from the Santa Claus starring Tim Allen. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, <laughs> and uh, but within that, you're you're kind of you're slowly uncovering, um, not like through the world where you're kind of getting the this this I, this feeling of you know the bureaucracy part of it, but you're getting the feeling of like what's actually going on as the director. Uh, which is some, it's it's weird. Like if it's it's you start off as this character who knows essentially nothing, and by the end of the game, you you know more than anyone else. Like you are the director. Like they 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 manage to pull that off, that feeling off where by the time you're done, you kind of know more about what's going on than anybody else there, which is really interesting and um, not easy to do. No, it's not easy to do. Um, and I, yeah, I thought that was that was handled really well because it makes you a kind of like you're saying just cautiously go everywhere because you, you know you don't know an awful lot. Um, yeah, yeah, it's right. it's it's really I, I think they handled that extremely well. Um, you're like a visitor especially essentially the, the in this place, and you're trying to figure out all this information while you're trying to find out your brother where he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like they they I think they handled that very well. Um, like it does, it gives you this, this, this mood of like, I I'm, I'm here for a reason, but like you slowly realize that 
maybe these arcane things like okay i actually am the director and it's and it's bigger than you and i think that becomes clear pretty quick yeah and they're able to get that across really well like it's it's um in order to make you feel more invested than just oh i need to find my brother and get the hell out of here um which is yeah yeah it gives you a reason to care about what's going on in the fbc yeah yeah because like not there are things going on in the oldest house lots of things completely unrelated to the hiss and the existential threat kind of facing the bureau as a whole when you show up like this 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 big you know issue that is kind of thrown the whole the whole place in into chaos um and in a lot of other games right. i think it would feel like um distracting you from your main objective or disjointed in yeah. a way that i don't think it does here yeah but because you essentially know nothing you don't know whether or not it's it's actually related to to fixing and, everything or to tracking down your brother and so since the character feels like they need to learn everything about this place it kind of it translates over to you as well while you're exploring and i'm curious Absolutely. if you guys uh fall on the same page with this uh of of all those like you know like you said tangential sort of things going on around you in the oldest house i think the 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 guy watching the fridge is probably one of the most interesting uh little yeah. like feels like x-files monster of the weak side thing going on yeah, yeah. i get a ton of those yeah and i i for some reason there was i got attached to two things i'll throw in here quickly one was the furnace which i thought was creepy because uh whenever you talk to that lady or you listen to the message i'm like okay so she's either going crazy which is obvious because this place is making people crazy or this furnace really does talk to people <laughs> and just making Which this lady feed feed not humans. off the table in this world. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, and I I like the idea of that. And uh, as far as atmosphere, I just really like the the hotel space because it reminded me of like mm-hmm. um, a mellow California hotel at four in the afternoon, but something's just a little bit off. And mm-hmm. then they take that area and like unfold it like uh, and refract it and reflect it in the ashtray maze, and it was just like yeah. Like that was that was one section I thought was really cool. Every time you'd go there, yeah. I mean, it's essentially the same idea as that bathroom, but like instead of it being the bathroom that everyone in the in, in the office shits in, it's like this space spe- specifically for the director. Like it's it's only for you, yeah. and and like there and are infinite versions like, of it, know? but they're all the same. Yeah, um, and there's just something like a little bell on the desk. You just kind of ring, ring, ring. It's just it was kind of like something was off, and it was kind of like a mm-hmm. almost twin a Twin Peaks California hotel at four in the afternoon. It was just kind of mm-hmm. like it. I assume David Lynch was in one of those rooms just masturbating. Of course, of course, but with lotion <laughs> with Louis C.K. Uh, before the show. Uh, oh, you dropped the Louis. You dropped uh, the Louis C.K. No, he wouldn't start until you got in the room. He wouldn't bring up Kevin Spacey. <laughs> oh no! Why did I? Why did I? Uh, he he goaded you right into that, Josh. <laughs> I. Uh, and as he did it, he just yelled, "I, I told you this time. would happen." <laughs> this is the chomping yeah. after dark. This is where the real dark shit lives. So always, but yeah, I I. Yeah. The one thing I will say is like. And then we can move on is like specifically with that uh, ocean view motel that you you return to in the game. I always knew that there weren't going to be any enemies in there. But still, when I went in there, I always just felt this unease and I felt like I should have my finger on the the trigger on the controller, like the trigger button, just in case I don't like I just I always felt uneasy going back Mm -hmm. to that area so i felt like they did such a good job of building up suspense while making you like you guys alluded to and said earlier wanting to naturally explore the world and what was going on inside of the oldest house so yeah after that uh jesse starts looking for answers after talking with dylan and she discovers that she and her brother were both considered for the role of director she also learns that the slide projector is contained within the research sector of the oldest house. Now, one of the weirdest and most awesome sections in gaming in 2019 occurs. You acquire a cassette player from Ati the janitor, who knows why, which allows Jesse to navigate through the ashtray maze, which leads to the slide projector. 
However, when she gets there, the slide projector is missing. She discovers that one of the FBC, FBC Darling, the missing head of research, was using it to enter the alternate dimension, and the research department discovered a polyhedron-shaped organism. The organism, which Darling named Hedron, is actually Polaris, whom Jesse saved all of those years ago when she encountered the slide projector with her brother. When Jesse reaches the containment chamber of, uh, excuse me, of Hedron, the hiss seemingly kill Polaris. Before we discuss the ending, I wanted to stop here and ask the question. Was this easy to follow for you guys? Because I struggled a bit because I wasn't reading all of the supplementary material due to time constraints of trying to finish the game before the game of the year show. I had to read some plot wrap-ups in order to glean all of this information after I completed the game. But for you guys, how clear was the story up until this point? Rich. Um, I think, and I was pretty much reading everything I could get my hands on. Um, and I did, after I, I wrapped up, I did hit up Reddit, and just to clarify a few things for sure, I was fairly confident that I knew what was happening, and I, I did, for the most part, get it, and I would attribute a lot of that to reading all those supplementary materials, but it's not a game that straight up spells everything out for you, and I think I appreciate it for that, that's something I like about the way it chooses to tell its story. Yeah. Even if yeah. you've read everything, they're they're not... There's there's still room for interpretation. Yeah, it's um I to be honest with you, Shay, I just got the gist of it, but I feel like for me with these kind of games, because of how I absorb like a lot of the sensory stuff, like the gist of it was all I really needed. I, I couldn't have broken it down like in a very intelligent way for someone right after I finished it. Like, what happened? But like as I was playing it and hearing you explain it back and what I read I got the gist of it and it was effective, like kind of what Darling was doing in the projector and how um, he was kind of going and tampering with it. And then also like that, I mean, we didn't mention it briefly, but that scene where there was like the recreation of Jesse's town uh, and you fight those guys in it. It was like, oh yeah, the miniature. Yeah. It was like kind of like when they go in that section of the game, like, yes, the short answer is I got the gist of it. And I think that's with a game like this, what they're kind of hoping at least you'll take from it. And I want you to fill in the gaps yourself with your mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like inside. And your body. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, that's just the collector's edition of inside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Twice you've mentioned that today, Rich. Do you own the collector's edition? I don't. Do you know how expensive that is? Yeah. Well, pleasure comes at a price. It's very expensive. But <laughs> I was asking you for a quote. <laughs> you, let me look it up. For you. Like, do you that know? Completely derailed me. <laughs> um, derail- yeah. um, yeah, Josh, so, you, you, did you feel similarly to the other two? Yeah, like I don't feel like there was an awful lot that I didn't get by the time, by the end of the game. There was an awful lot I still wanted to know more about, but it wasn't the main. I think that's by design. Though. The main, like, uh, the main story was fairly much wrapped pretty much wrapped up like there there obviously there's stuff left hanging like at the end of the game your brother is in a coma um from essentially yeah. trying to you know stop him from being under the control of the hiss um which you know you don't know how well that's going to turn out like you kind of that that's left hanging is like a, a further further you know thread to kind of go off of i don't know if that's going to be in dlc or or what but like there there's there's an awful lot of room where it's like okay you're the director now you get to to decide what else you're interested in to go explore from now on explore um, which you could have done beforehand but it's kind of cool you, to you do can, it. Yeah. it yeah i did most of that before and so i finally became the director and there was like, literally uh, nothing else to do because well, they they don't get yeah. any of it off before the end um and i had done every quest um before i killed the last boss which uh i think for pacing (laughs) reasons they they could have probably locked off a couple of them until afterwards but yeah uh, just to give you some cleanup work to to give you a give you some cleanup work and then also because you have the context of the whole story at that point some of those files may have been more like poignant yeah like you would have gotten everything that they were talking about instead of just like kind of um the gist yeah like kind of an overall feeling from them um yeah yeah but i th- I think up to this point like because you like 
Rich and Josh, both of you guys had read a lot of the supplementary material, and Josh, you specifically, like you said, did all of the missions. Yeah. It was, you know, for the most part, the stuff that you were meant to get. And even you, Morgan, yeah. the stuff that you um, were meant to get, you pretty yeah. much got. I mean, like, the, the other stuff that's left open for yeah. interpretation or, like, should be a little bit hazy because that gives you reason to play it a second time, I think I think that's fair that th- that exists the as as a result of one playthrough. The yeah. only funny thing I think of now that we're just at the end of the game and they sort of reveal that you're the director that sort of makes me laugh because if you overanalyze it, it doesn't really make sense is that I just sort of it's a cool idea but like am I just supposed to think that she's just now living her life as the director like is she come and go well, to the station does it like what does she hold that idea I, strange I want you to hold that idea because yeah. you and Josh have really got like you guys are broaching my final question <laughs> and I thought I was going to surprise okay. you guys but I don't get to surprise you surprise you guys so hold that thought let's get into the no final question no more no it's 2020 no more surprises but let's go into the final question while we're over, like because we're we're tickling the twine so to speak we're gonna get there okay so let's talk about the end are... a little bit and that's one masturbating more time, right twine that's like yes. a strand right it's a strand game oh god, oh, god. One i more thought time. we were gonna make it <laughs> I thought we were going to make it without that coming up. <laughs> hey, Don't worry, said, I'll edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, go ahead. One more time, there is going to be spoilers cuz we are about, if if it wasn't clear, we're going to fully clearly spoil the ending. Josh, um starting I to already delve there, into that, yeah. I'm going to finish it. Yeah. So, Jessie's mind is invaded by the hiss, but she rediscovers Polaris inside of herself and she restores control. She learns that Trench, the former director, fell under the influence of the Hiss during one of Darling's expeditions to the alternate universe. He stole one of the slides from the slide projector to allow the Hiss into the oldest house to destroy the perceived threat of Hedron's takeover. Jesse finds the slide projector in the executive sector and enters the alternate universe to confront Dylan, who is trying to take control of the FBC via the Hiss. Jesse defeats the Hiss and cleanses Dylan of them. She finally fully accepts her role as a director and vows to cleanse the remaining Hiss and restore order. And that's where the game ends. So, I my question here is, I was originally going to ask you guys about the ending, but you guys have already kind of delved into it. So I'm going to kind of combine the question with how the ending turned out and your guys' thoughts on it, because of the they, they've planned out DLC subsequently. There's going to be DLC dropping. What do you guys want? Where do you guys want the game to go from here? What do you want to be included in the DLC, considering how the game ended and your perceptions of it? And I'm going to go ahead and throw that first to Morgan. Um, honestly, it's a good question. I, for me, I'm just kind of done with the game. I, I wouldn't see myself, uh, I would play it again down the road when, when enough time had passed, but like, I'm not really interested because of how it completed and everything. I don't think there's much they can make that would be interesting to me. Like even seeing the DLC that they did make so far, it doesn't look interesting to me at all, but, um, and I love the game deeply. So that's just my personal feeling on it. I would just like to see them go on and make something new. I want to see them make a new game. I don't think they need to devote a lot of time to dlc for this game because it's a contained as a contained experience i think it's fantastic okay i think that's fair i think i mean if you're done with it you're done with it i can respect that uh rich and josh i know you guys have very different feelings on that like whoever wants to go first take it away um i actually do want to see them wrap up the main story thread as far as um I would like to kind of see the oldest house off of lockdown to kind of get like, obviously you're in charge as the director, but the bureau Mm kind of got there as a, you know, department of the government. Obviously they're going to want to know what the fuck has been happening in there. And I think the, the, the idea Mm -hmm. of you being in charge, even though you have no knowledge of, you know, any other command structure outside of that is really interesting. And I'm, I'm really curious to kind of see 
that. I don't know if that's something they're interested in at all, but I like that idea as far as uh, just um you want to manage the department. <laughs> well, no, I'm not not so much that, but like I mean there's there's an <clears throat> awful lot of other stuff to go see that they yeah. kind of leave you with with the whole um all the different objects of power. They It's true. There are files on like a half dozen of them that you don't even inter- interact with through the game. And there's like one yeah. of them that'll chase you around through the game, but then you don't actually do anything with in the end. It's like, it's just kind of haunting you. Um, and like the idea of kind of clearing up your initial mission there and uh, getting back to normal, whatever that is, is fascinating to me. Um, the idea of finding out what normal is there is, I think that's really cool. Um, again, like it. So you kind of want to see, you kind of want, like, you want both like, both like a history of the place and you want to see the after effects of what's occurred. Kind of, I mean, not even necessarily the history, but like have that history kind of catch up to the main character. Um, it, I, I think I'm in the same boat with you there where it's like, okay, this internal crisis is dealt with, but what is normal now? What is Jesse's day to day as the director here, do we still have to worry about these altered items and objects of power and containing them? Like now that you are running this government agency, what does that mean for her character? And there, it seems almost limitless where you could take uh, a story revolving around this agency at this point, yeah. whether that's explored too. That'd be like a secret. I yeah. Think, I think some it, of it could potentially. be as far as like, uh, I don't th- like I said, I don't think that's going to be a DLC sort of thing. Cause that sounds like, scope wise outside yeah. of what they're doing there but as far as what i want to see that that's that's it um yeah like 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 i, like I mentioned hilarious. there's there's room okay. for things before that like i said with the the different objects of power that are just touched on like they they, they hint at so many other things that you could explore without needing the rest of it to be resolved um and i think that's probably what we're going to get um yeah but I think it'd be hilarious if like like we were talking about Quantum Break earlier, if it got to that point and then they just started releasing like a whole episodic string of DLC where it was like half FMV, half gameplay, and basically uh Jesse's wacky adventures as the director, like she's doing Monster of the <laughs> Week in the <laughs> that would yeah. be kind of funny if like that's where they were like with quantum break they were doing the kind of tv show in the game that's where they took uh the continuation of this story and that's more of a joke than serious but where does jesse uh, take her lunch break uh, <laughs> yeah what's the break room in the oldest house though? yeah mm-hmm. no, I, I, we, we I saw the just, cafeteria <laughs> i i agree with what they're saying that actually i was just thinking of that as more of a sequel no you guys are right like, now that i think about it if they made a control too, which it seems like they will, because this is the first thing they've ever made that people have loved. Um, that's people like be Alan really... Wake. Yeah, they they made did, a sequel to Alan they? Wake. Yeah, Alan Wake's American Nightmare. Yeah, uh, which is sequel. also referenced in this one. Like they referenced the that, original yeah, that... and American Nightmare. There's there's a bunch American of files Nightmare about DLC. I thought that was it was DLC. a standalone. It was standalone. Game. It was essentially the same engine and and whatnot, but it was standalone. What? Oh, actually, I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah, that's wild. Interesting, but. What the one so it's interesting. I was just looking it up while you guys were talking about it. I didn't even know this. March 26, 2020 is the release of the first DLC, The Foundation. And goddamn, second dish pick the The. worst time to release the DLC. Oh, god, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, why would they do that? Mm -hmm. What I'm more excited for is that uh, AWE expansion, you know, as the kids are calling it, the Alan Wake expansion. (laughs) oh yeah 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 that's gonna be that's gonna be the second expansion the first expansion from what i just read and i know you guys already know this is delving into the history of certain characters and certain um aspects of the oldest house that jesse herself is directly going to investigate so i don't know i don't know in terms of gameplay how that's like is it going to be a shooting element or is it going to be more of like a mystery element because she still has to clear out the place in the oldest house yeah exactly like you might it might you might even be playing as different characters in that but i think it's cool that they are going to continue to support it with additional material because 
I feel like the game ended on such a great note, such a perfect note, and the DLC is not necessary, but it's cool for people who really love this world that want more of it that they will have access to that with um with DLC. So, but that pretty much is going to wrap it up. I mean, like we wanted to delve into the end of the game and i think it was i think it was important that we did it because it was a game we also we all felt so passionately about we all enjoyed very much even fish god rest his soul enjoyed it so much as well and so fish is alive right um yeah, as far as yes. we know yeah neither confirm nor design d- confirm nor deny it hmm. but um that'll wrap it up uh i want to thank rich thank you so much for being here uh, on the first patreon show you've ever done and i think it was a perfect show to do it with yeah no this was a lot of fun this good yeah. times good mm-hmm. times yeah um mm-hmm. i want to thank josh i don't know what that voice was i want to thank josh and morgan both for being here and uh be sure to tune in next episode we're going to be doing death stranding we are going to be breaking that game down so you don't want to miss it thank you guys for being here and we will catch you on the next episode of chomping after dark take care